Today we are going to discuss the Detroit Tigers bullpen and the outlook going forward and in 2024. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, November 30th, 2023. Thank you so much for making Locked On Tigers your first listen. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure to check out the SiriusXM app as well. You can just search any team that's currently playing a game. And you will immediately get their home radio broadcast straight from the app and sent straight to your phone. It is an awesome feature and an awesome app, the SiriusXM app. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Home stretch here of the work week. Hope everyone is having a fantastic Thursday. Uh, today we're going to discuss the bullpen in its entirety. Uh, we're going to talk, you know, we, we've had a lot of stuff coming out lately about Kenta Maeda. And that's been a great conversation pieces and, and has given us some really great discussions. Um, and as that news story, finally, like we've kind of talked about everything there is to talk about something that I've been wanting to talk about for like the last week and just haven't been able to because of all the stuff the Tigers have been doing is the current state of the bullpen. Uh, I think that there's a lot of different directions that this organization can go when it comes to the bullpen. And I think they're in a really unique spot right now, right? When you look at, and we'll do this, we'll, we'll take a look at the last couple of years and how we got to the current personnel group that we have. Then we're going to talk about the 2024 outlook for the bullpen. Is it going to be a strong point? Is it going to struggle somewhere in between, et cetera? We're going to talk about the, the staples of the bullpen, the, the, the pitchers that are in the arm barn that, uh, that, you know, like two years ago, I said I was going to call it that just because I thought it was cool. And uh, I never stuck with it. And I'm pretty disappointed in myself because I think armbar and kind of goes hard. Uh, but uh, we're, we're going to talk about some of the, the the more prominent fixtures in the bullpen going forward for the Tigers. Some possible additions, some possible trade opportunities. Uh, and then we'll talk about if this bullpen it needs anything. There's a few things that are glaring that if you paid even remote attention to, you are aware that the bullpen needs. Let's start with the last couple of years and just how we got to where we are now right? The history, if we want to go way back, right? If, if we want to, if we want to start truly from the beginning, the history of the Detroit Tigers and the relationship between it and its bullpen is quite fascinating. There are, uh, you know, in the, you know, a hundred years ago, bullpens were barely a thing. Then they kind of started to develop, but like that sixties Tigers team was, like 68 specifically, but really that entire decade, uh, there were certainly some some relievers on there, don't get me wrong, but that was still like the starting pitcher was expected to go, you know, like Denny McClain wasn't giving the ball up very often, you know, so uh, th there was still kind of a transition period. And then the Tigers hit the 80s and Willie Hernandez, rest in peace, we talked about uh, his passing last week came along, and that was a huge kind of eye-opening thing for not only the front office, but a lot of fans as to how valuable a reliever truly could be. And I think really around all of baseball, uh, people don't realize how, like him, and then obviously like Eckersley, and uh, a few pitchers from the 80s really 
kind of led the charge into this newer era of like, oh, you if you have a couple good relievers, that's super valuable. And then we get to the last 25 years. And the Tigers, outside of Jose Valverde in 2011, uh, have really seemed to struggle putting together a playoff caliber bullpen, we'll call it. And some of that was was just the Dombrowski methodology. Uh, he was not when Dombrowski builds a team. There's a ton of things that involve that go into the Dombrowski methodology. Um, but one of the strategy points is not to spend. At least when he was with the Tigers, that kind of changed uh, in in his later years. That somewhat shifted. But when he was with the Tigers, he was very anti-paying relievers. Uh, he thought that most teams' best relievers were just homegrown failed starters from the minors. You could develop them. He would take some chances on some guys, but wasn't going to go drop a ton of money on a reliever ever. And he would drop a ton of money on every other position because he thought that they were more important, etc. We don't have to go into, into Dombrowski's, the pros and cons of Dave Dombrowski, but um, it it led to a lot of years of a really good Tigers team that would fall apart if you really tax their bullpen. And then we get into like the current, current era, which is just bad teams that are bad at everything. And AJ Hinch comes aboard in 2021 and brings Chris Fetter with him. And the last couple of years have been very very interesting in terms of bullpen success. Uh, you have 2022, the Tigers legitimately had one of the best bullpens in the entire game of baseball. Uh, really, depending, it doesn't even matter what stat you use. If we just go to fan graphs and we look at uh, fan graphs war, which I'm going to preface this by saying fan graphs war, really any war, for relief pitchers is incredibly flawed. Okay. I, I do not take this as like gospel and as like the number one, you know, end all be all. Uh, but the Tigers were sixth in Fangraph's war as an entire bullpen in 2022. If you want a stat that's a little bit uh, less, I don't know, finicky, the Tigers had the eighth lowest bullpen ERA in the entire sport in 2022. And that was while throwing 617 innings, which was the 10th most innings in all of baseball. So they had a top eight ERA while throwing a top 10 amount of innings. And they got incredible production, particularly from a four-headed monster in Chafin, Fulmer, Joe Jimenez, and Gregory Soto. And then you still had Jason Foley and Alex Lang. That and Tyler Alexander, like you had, that was a, a legitimately good bullpen. But the rest of the team was awful. And it was just so on brand that the Tigers were so good for so long and just couldn't piece together a really like prominent and good and competent at times even bullpen. And then the one time where everything on the team is awful, they have a fantastic bullpen. Really just really a, a, a telling story of the Detroit Tigers organization over the last decade, but it was at least somewhat a, a, a positive, right? It was one of the only positives that came out of 2022, which was a complete train wreck. We go into the offseason. Scott Harris takes over. 
What does Scott Harris do? He immediately removes all four. Alavila removed Fulmer at the trade deadline. The other three heads of that four-headed monster, completely gone, right? Joe Jimenez traded to Atlanta for Justin Henry Malloy. Gregory Soto traded for Veerling Maton. Uh, and then we have, and Cody Clemens was a part of that deal uh, as well, obviously. And then who's left? Andrew Chafin walks. There was apparently talks that they were going to bring him back. Doesn't come back. Okay. So your, your, your four best relievers in a season in which you had a really good bullpen season, all are gone going into 2023. And we were left wondering what is going to happen. And it certainly was a step back from 2022, but I still think there's a lot of good signs. And I was pretty pleased with the bullpen in 2023. Not perfect, far from. And certainly some things we need to add this offseason. We'll talk about all of those. Donnie Sands, part of that deal as well, obviously. We'll talk about all of that and more right after I tell y'all about our friends over at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. We, I've been talking about it a lot lately, I know, but we are in a very, very thrilling part of the NFL season. Uh, there's a lot of really good games every week, very important games. There are really only three teams that are like completely kind of out of the playoff picture. You have a lot of really close races in the awards season as well. NFL MVP is kind of a toss-up, which this late in the season is somewhat rare. Uh, I mean, I would love to see Tyreek Hill get it just because he'd be the first wide receiver ever. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but there's a ton of player props to bet on. There's a ton of team props to bet on. There's great games every week. There's truly no better time to get in on the NFL action on FanDuel than right now. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. We will be back tomorrow, as always, uh, continuing our off-season conversations. Uh, tomorrow might be kind of a prep. Next week is, uh, is winter meetings, right around the corner, baby. One of my favorite weeks of the year. We have a lot of trade rumors swirling, not necessarily with the Tigers name thrown out there, but... Uh, a lot of teams discussing a lot as we head in to the week that is infamous for the most trades happening in it every offseason. So we will talk all about that tomorrow and next week for sure. Uh, also, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today show. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Uh, it's for you here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On plus our national show covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, we are talking about the bullpen here today. Uh, we kind of talked about how we got here, what has led us to the person, the current personnel group 
that the Detroit Tigers have in their arm barn. Uh, but, you know, I, I think when it comes to 2024, what does this team still need? 2023, we very much said, uh, I was very open about how I thought this was the year of the audition. That's what I, I said right before on opening day, the opening day episode, right? That was what it was all about. Um, I, I really wanted to see as many people get as many opportunities as possible. Hopefully we can win some games and not stay out of the bottom of the division and the American league. But my, my biggest thing was just give people opportunities so that we can see what we have in a lot of these guys. And I think that we did a pretty decent job. I think could have done a little bit better, but in the bullpen, it is especially easy. I would say to give opportunities to, just pitchers, right? The bullpen is such an easy thing to, and I'm not saying that pitching at the major league level is easy. I'm just saying that giving someone an opportunity, it's easier to give someone an inning in a four run game than it is finding them an at bat in a ball game or finding them a start of at bat, a starts worth of at bats in a ball game, finding them a start on pitcher's mound, right? It's, it's substantially easier. To, and that's why there's more relievers in baseball than any other position, right? So we had some people really take the baton and run. We had Jason Foley, who obviously I am a huge fan of, and I thought had an absolutely fantastic season. We had Tyler Holton, who was one of the biggest breakout stars. Uh, I don't know, star might be a little too dramatic, uh, but uh, he was one of the biggest breakout players, we'll say, uh, of this really entire technically rookie class. And uh, he came out of nowhere, right? was a waiver claim. And is then put on the Tigers bullpen and was absolutely lights out the entire season and he's a lefty that holds a lot of value then you have guys who honestly maybe left the season with more question marks than anything else right we talk about Alex Lang we talked about him so much during the regular season he was maybe the best reliever in the entire game of baseball for the first two months of the season uh especially if you just want to carve out the month of May I think he was pretty close to objectively the best reliever in baseball in the month of May and then completely fell apart. And his strategy of, I'm not going to throw anything in the strike zone because everyone thinks it's a strike because my stuff moves so much, very quickly went out the window because people just stopped swinging at the ball. And it, it, I, I remember, I remember it was a series against the White Sox and the White Sox fan base was complaining about how bad their lineup was because Alex Lang, they showed the, the pitch chart after his save early on in the series and how they didn't that he didn't throw a single ball in the strike zone and yet got like a 12 pitch save. And the next time we played the White Sox, they didn't swing at anything until they got one right down the middle and and he blew the save. And from then on out, it was really downhill pretty quickly. And he really struggled. He lost the closer spot at one point. But then it was a revolving door. And I think that that's the biggest thing for me, two big things here, going into 2024, is A, who is going to pitch in leverage? And B, probably need some more lefties in here. Those are my two biggest, I don't want to say question marks, but my two biggest areas of concern for this bullpen in 2024. 
In 2023, we, we talked about the 2022 stats for the bullpen. Uh, in 2023, this team, first off, threw the fifth most innings out of the bullpen in the entire game of baseball, right? A lot of innings, over 650 innings out of the bullpen. Tigers had the 17th lowest ERA in baseball, obviously out of 30 teams. So right around middle of the pack, had a 4-1-6 ERA. And then if you were to sort it by Fangraph's war, the Tigers were 20th with 3.2 F4 out of their bullpen in the season. Uh, just for comparison's sake, the Dodgers led baseball with 7.6. And the Orioles, with their crazy two-headed monster in the back end of their pen, uh, had 7.5. Okay? So, uh, and again, I think war with relievers is unbelievably flawed and probably should not be like the only measuring stick you use. But just for comparison's sake, that's where the Tigers fell. 17th in bullpen ERA while having the fifth most innings pitch. I don't view that as a failure. I think there's a lot of room to grow, certainly. Uh, but one of the biggest things that jumped out to me was this team, their bullpen specifically, walked the third fewest amount of batters per nine on a rate rate basis in the entire game of baseball. Uh, the Tigers bullpen had a 3.07 walk per nine in 2023. The only teams that were better were the Dodgers who had pretty objectively the best bullpen in baseball in the regular season with 3.02 and the San Francisco Giants who had a 2.96 walk per nine. 3.07 for the Detroit Tigers. And that's something that they took a step forward in on the starting pitching side and just pitching in general as well, obviously. But uh, I that's fantastic. That is music to my ears, right? We, we've talked a lot about the, the Scott Harris mindset, and some people really like what he's doing. Some people hate what he's doing. Some people are somewhat indifferent and taking every move as it is and, and everything in between. Um, but at least there is a an identity and b it is being carried out and the fact that chris fetter and juan nieves and robin lund who i talk about at length all the time because i think they're so fantastic at their jobs are able to cut down this walk rate so significantly and have one of the lowest walk rates in baseball from the bullpen while also maintaining just production in general. It's one thing to not walk anybody. It's another thing to walk, not walk anybody and still have a pretty solid ERA. Middle of the pack, 17th, right around league average bullpen ERA for Detroit. So when talking about 2024, obviously Holton will be back. Obviously Foley will be back. Uh, I think Alex Lang is probably back, uh, but there's certainly some conversations we'll, had about, we'll have about, you know, the trade market and whatnot. But I think there is a lot of toss-ups right now in this bullpen. A lot. Okay? And we will talk about all of that right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back here. Third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate you all for tuning in as always. So uh, we have kind of our, our slam dunks here. Right? We kind of have our, our slam dunks in the bullpen, we have Jason Foley. Uh, we have Tyler Holton. I would imagine Will Vest will be back unless he has like a really, really bad spring. I'd imagine he will be in there as well. Uh, Alex Lang, we've talked about, didn't have a great year, but unless he's traded, he will be in the bullpen. After that, it gets pretty, 
not confusing, but uh, there, there's a lot of conversations pretty quickly here. The one I want to start with is Alex Fiedo. I need Alex Fiedo in this bullpen like I need air to breathe. I, I am so unbelievably excited for him to be a full-time multi-inning reliever and also unbelievably tired of this organization continuing to try to make him a starter. We did a deep dive on him. We've talked about it at length throughout the season. I think this dude could be a legitimate, like, big-time weapon out of the bullpen if he truly reaches his ceiling. The, 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 the starting pitching ship for him, I think, has sailed. And that's not negative connotation. Everybody always gets, like, so offended when you say that, like, oh, I think this person's maybe probably more of a reliever. We should know more than anybody as a fan base how valuable, again, going back to the beginning of the show, how valuable a good bullpen is. And with the amount of multi-inning guys that Hinch and Harris want, right, we, they, they used so many multi-inning outings this season. I think Alex Fido could be a fantastic weapon. I want him in this bullpen on opening day. I want him in the bullpen all year. I think it'll help him stay healthy, which he has never been able to do at really any level since being drafted, to be completely honest with you. And his stuff is really good reliever profile. Nice fastball, maybe can get a few ticks up in velocity by moving to the bullpen. Great slider, it's his best pitch. That out of the right side, you don't need a fantastic third pitch, which he doesn't, to make that a, a, a really effective reliever. We talked about how much his stats balloon after the first time through the lineup. Let him pitch three innings out of the pen for all I care. He can go fifth to eighth, fifth through seventh, right? But I want to actually just pick a path and stick to it. I'm so tired of this, you know, Michael Scott, like snip, snap, snip, snap. Like I, I just want to, to, to focus and just let him be a reliever. Goodness. Didn't expect to get all riled up on a, on a Wednesday or as you're listening to this a Thursday. So I'm really intrigued by Alex Fiedo being a part of this bullpen. I fully expect him to be. Last year's Rule 5 pick, Mason Englert. Uh, I would be pretty surprised if he was on this opening day bullpen, but I also would be just as surprised if he pitched zero innings for the Tigers next year. I think that he's probably someone, if they liked him enough to hold on to him despite his struggles throughout the entire season, obviously had the injury thing at the end of the year, He's probably around for at least this year, but they're going to put him in AAA and see if they can actually get him to develop. He just has really struggled with uh, with uh, having a major league fastball. He has decent secondary stuff. He has a good changeup. There's just not a, a lot of life in his fastball, at least not enough for to be a major league reliever on a consistent basis. So we'll see what they do with him. Miguel Diaz, I love. I adore Miguel Diaz, and, and he's out of options, and, and I just don't really know if there's a path to him staying on the 40-man roster throughout the entire season. I hope that there is, uh, but he is a big question mark for me. He was really good in the majors this past season, and A.J. Hinch had trust in him. He was an opener. He was pitching in leverage, right? That, that's, a, that's a very, very telling sign. It, it's one thing to just be used as a reliever, it's another thing to be used in a high leverage situation. That's something that's so important to pay attention to, especially with the way A.J. Hinch manages his bullpen so particularly. And Miguel Diaz was, uh, I mean, he's pushing 30, right? Like he's been in the minors a lot. 
That like splitter changeup thing he's got is a legitimately lethal pitch. He had a good velocity on his fastball. I love Miguel Diaz. And I don't think he's going to be Mariano Rivera out there, but if you can get a solid middle reliever out of him for the next couple of years, I would be thrilled. And he doesn't have any options, so I don't know if there's a there's a clear path to him making the major league roster. He had a zero ERA in spring training last year, and he still got sent down. So, like, I, I don't know, but I think he really impressed a lot of people, and that's why he's still here as of November 30th. But I have I do have questions about whether this front office is going to prioritize him throughout the rest of the winter. So we'll see what happens there. Bo Brisky, huge question mark, right? I think he's a guy that is kind of under the radar trade piece as well. Uh, certainly not, like, as prominent as – like, I uh, you know we talk about it all the time, but like if there is a pitcher that is the most likely to get traded, it's probably Matt Manning. I don't think he's like up there, uh, but I, I do think that Bo Brisky is kind of an under the radar candidate for that. I don't think the organization is is super confident. He's a starting pitcher long term. He kind of struggled out of the pen. He's still really young, though, had, you know, flew through the minors, um, was uh, not a highly regarded prospect whatsoever and just catapulted his way through the minor leagues. I think there's a lot. I love Bo Brisky. He's been on the show. I think there's a lot to, to like about Bo. And, and I think his, his arsenal uh, really stands out in the bullpen as well. He just doesn't have anything that moves side to side. He, he really needs to go into spring training, assuming he's here. Uh, he needs to go into spring training with a legitimate slider because it, it's not a major league, like super effective high end reliever pitch right now. His changeup is, and his fastball out of the bullpen is because it hits 97 when he's coming out of the pen versus like the 93 it was it was uh, topping out at when he was a starter. Um, but that's another step in development for him. He's a big question mark. We saw really good outings from him. We saw a good like month from him. Then we saw kind of a the opposite. We saw him struggle for a few weeks. So that's a question mark. Uh, and, and then like after that, you start getting into like some of the guys who could start. But if you have too many, if you keep signing starters, like could be out of the bullpen. There's a reality in which Reese Olsen starts off the season in the bullpen. Uh, if the season started today, he would be a starter. But if you sign one or even two more starting pitchers, Reese Olsen's going to start off the season in your bullpen. And then when one of them inevitably gets hurt, he will still probably start 10, 15, maybe even 20 games next season. Um, so, I, I mean, there's a there's somewhat in the realm of possibility for that, but not needed because you have, hopefully, Alex Fiedo as kind of your long-inning reliever there. Uh, and then, yeah, we, like I said, we talked about the staples like Vest, Holton, Foley. There's not really too much to say about them in terms of like, if they're here, they're going to be prominent fixtures in the bullpen. Uh, Sawyer Gibson long. I think that they would rather have him start in Toledo than be in the bullpen in the majors. Uh, whereas Reese Olsen, I think they would rather him be in the bullpen in the majors than start in the AAA. Uh, I think that that's probably just where they're at developmentally. Also, how their stuff plays out of the bullpen. Reese Olsen could be a great reliever if he wanted to, but I think they want to see it through as a starter. Uh, and then, I mean, like Kyder Montero when he's healthy, I'm hoping, but like who knows when that's going to be. Uh, Joey Wentz, I don't expect to be a prominent fixture in this bullpen, at least early in the season. If you get some injuries stacking up and if he's doing decent in AAA, then you might, that, well, I'm sure he will pitch in Detroit at some point. Uh, but I don't expect him to be on the on the major league roster like on opening day or anything. Brandon White, I love, also has been on the show, but uh, which is like one of my favorite interviews I've done. He, he's very like baseball savvy and really knows what he's talking about. But uh, you know, he he had a really roller coaster of a year. I think his slider is great. 
Uh, he just struggles with command with it, to be honest with you. Way too many sliders. We did a deep dive on him uh, during the postseason, so you can go back and watch that one if, if you so please. But, yeah, like he, he's a guy who has a slider that moves like 17 feet, but sometimes it starts behind the batter's back and then ends up being literally right down the middle, and it gets crushed. So it, it's a, it's a, I think it has a high potential to be a swing and miss pitch, but I also think – that he's leaving it over the heart of the plate far too often. He's a question mark, right? So the reason why I'm trying to go through like everybody really quickly here is because I think there are there are three, four, five guys that you can kind of confidently say are going to be in the bullpen. And then if you're carrying an eight-man pen, those last three or four spots are, are really up in the air. And that's a lot of spots early in the offseason to still have up in the air, right? Like last year, we went into spring training. There was like a, a fight for like one or two bullpen spots, right? To have this much of your bullpen still kind of be up in the air. And we're still early on in the offseason, but like it is is something that like needs to be addressed. And I, I think like there's even a conversation. When do you call Wilmer Flores up to be a reliever, right? I don't think it's on opening day, but like at some point, if he's having a solid minor league season, you could very well see Wilmer Flores coming out of the pen in Detroit. I think they really want to see him through as a starter as well, but if it's not working or if they think that he, they want to ease him into it out of the bullpen, that's certainly a real possibility, right? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, of, of questions here. There's a, a lot of like revolving doors, honestly, of just like, so you can plug somebody in, you can pull them out kind of thing. And so when it comes to possible additions on the free agent market, I, I mean, the, the reliever market is, is <laughs> they're not going to get Josh Hader. Okay. So we can, we can punt on that right now. I, I don't think that the Tigers are going to be in the business of spending legitimate money on Josh Hader. Hector Neris, maybe Jacob Junis, maybe Craig Kimbrell's 36. I guess you could maybe take him for, you know, sign him to a one or two year deal. And then like after that, like Matt Moore. We want to do that again. Ronaldo Lopez was the best reliever on the free agent market, and he already got picked up by Atlanta. And they paid him a lot of money. And that's another thing that's important to note. Joe Jimenez and Ronaldo Lopez both signed with the Braves for a lot of money for a reliever. So then it comes down to a philosophical conversation. How much money do you want to put aside? And like, we're not going to go through every reliever because there's so many, right? Again, there's more relievers than any position in baseball. There are a boatload of relievers that the Tigers like could target, right? I mean, reunion with Andrew Chafin, uh, Joe Kelly's a free agent. Jordan Hicks is somebody that like everybody wants, right? Because he throws 103 miles an hour, but he has no idea where it's going. Um, I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. Aroldis Chapman, Jesse Chavez had like a good year at 40. Um, I mean, it's it's reunion with Michael Fulmer, Adam Adovino, Will Smith, like Shelby Miller, et cetera, et cetera. There, there's so many, there's so many relievers. Um, so it, it, there, my guess is that they are going to get a few of, let the reliever market kind of play out all the big names that are going to sign for bigger money, Josh Hader, et cetera kind of sign their contracts, and then they're going to go and look at some guys that are going to be cheaper options than the big money Josh haters of the world, uh, but they that they still think they can get the most out of. And the part that puts me at ease about that is that we now have quite a long list just in two years, <laughs> well, three seasons, I guess, 
of this pitching coaching staff really like developing pitchers at the major league level. We have a really solid sample size and evidence that we can do that. It's the first time I've been able to say that really in my entire life. I like, oh, if you know, if they go out and they don't get like the big money reliever, but they go out and they get somebody that has good stuff that maybe isn't going to cost as much, maybe they can get them to a few year deal. I'm like relatively confident that they can make that dude a solid reliever. And that's exciting. There's also the trade market. Uh, I think it's it's far from a guarantee that everybody in this bullpen makes it through the winter. Uh, honestly, I, I would say there's a decent chance that if the Tigers were to make a trade this winter, that uh, some sort of reliever of some caliber would be involved. Does that mean that it's Jason Foley? Not necessarily. Um, but that also, you know, like Tyler Holton has a lot of years of control. Jason Foley still has three, four years of control. Alex Lang has the same amount of years of control as Jason Foley. Like, you're, you're, you're talking about guys with a lot of, of team control left. But relievers are also volatile. They are, they're like goalies in hockey, man. They're, they're really good. And then they'll just completely fall off a cliff. It's very hard to project long-term success for a reliever. It, there, there's so many moving parts here. I, I'm, I have so many even more thoughts <laughs> about the bullpen. Uh, I, I, there's so many different routes they could go. Uh, I, I don't disagree with the trading of the guys after the 2022 season. I am of the belief that there's not really too much value in having a good bullpen when you're a bad baseball team and you should use those assets to go get dudes that are going to play every single day and not pitch just like 60 innings a season. Um, But now you're at a point where you need that bullpen to be solid again, right? If you're going to be serious about going for the AL Central or trying to get over the hump and and be a mid-80s win team even, right? You need to make strides in the bullpen. I, I I don't know if the strategy for this year is just going to be, well, we're just going to stand pat with the pen and we're just going to trust Fetter London Nieves and we're just going to go into next year with exactly what we have. A, you don't have enough lefties to do that. You need to get at least one lefty to throw into the bullpen as well. Another lefty to throw into the bullpen as well. B, you need someone that you're comfortable throwing in high leverage. Because right now, I think the answer might legitimately be zero. If you were to ask me how many people are you like unbelievably comfortable with in the ninth inning of a one-run game? That needs to be addressed. That is the the biggest thing to address in the bullpen this entire offseason. Jason Foley, really good reliever this year, right? Struggled later in the season when they put him in the ninth. Wasn't awful, didn't completely implode, but like wasn't how good he was in the first half of the year. Tyler Holton, really good. Not sure he's like the closer of the future. Alex Lang, we saw him crumble. Alex Fiedo, you want him to be more multi-inning. Miguel Diaz, again, I love the dude. He's almost 30 and been a minor leaguer most of his life. I have a hard time believing he's the closer of the future. You need a high leverage reliever. And you need a lefty to some extent. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers that do tune in every day. Appreciate you all greatly. Uh, I know some people are sending me their uh, their Spotify wraps that had uh, the Tigers as uh, like one of their most listened to podcasts or, or whatnot. So I appreciate you all greatly for continuing to support the show. It really does 
uh, will, will forever mean the world to me, and I will forever be indebted to all of y'all for supporting it. So thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk about some trade rumors. Got some other stuff going on as well. Winter meetings around the corner. We'll be back, baby. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. I'll catch y'all then. Go Tigers.